We've attempted to characterize these two classic views. Now, there have been, in the last 25 years, an immense number of attempts to reconcile these two views, to argue that the two views are not logically incompatible, and I'm going to take up seven of these because seven is the perfect number, and it will also keep the Baptists happy. I'm going to take up seven attempts at reconciliation very rapidly to show you that this is really not possible. First, Edward John Carnell, whom we just mentioned. In Carnell's introduction to Christian apologetics, there is a chapter entitled The Criteria of Verification. And as you know, Carnell employed uh, his uh, Boston professor, Edgar Sheffield Brightman's criterion of systematic consistency in order to establish truth. There had to be internal consistency in a viewpoint, and there had to be proper fitting of the facts, accord with the external world. But then we go on a few chapters later, and we have a chapter entitled, Starting Point, God, namely the God who reveals himself in Scripture. Apparently, Carnell felt that it was perfectly all right to start with the God who reveals himself in Scripture, at the same time to argue that a valid viewpoint had to accord with Breitman's uh, uh, criterion of systematic consistency. Problem here is, of course, <laughs> which is the real starting point? Will the real starting point please stand up? Because obviously the non-Christian is not going to begin with the God who reveals himself in Scripture, uh, and uh, Van Til, with whom Carnell studied at Westminster Seminary, would not have been happy with any other starting point than the God who reveals himself in Scripture. Secondly, Francis Schaeffer. In California, not long before Francis Schaeffer's death, he spoke at a very large conference, uh, and this was in uh, one of the great amphitheaters in Southern California, and a question was asked, Dr. Schaeffer, are you a presuppositionalist, or are you an evidentialist? And Schaefer responded, I am an evangelist. Very interesting. If you look at the God who is there, you will find a section within the first chapter entitled, Presuppositional Apologetics Would Have Stopped the Decay. Presuppositional Apologetics Would Have Stopped the Decay. Yet, of course, Schaefer, throughout his career, appealed to facts, particularly cultural facts, in order to convince the non-Christian. Uh, in Tom Morris's 1976 volume, Francis Schaefer's Apologetics of Critique, uh, Morris endeavors to rehabilitate Schaefer in this regard, arguing that in reality, Schaefer is appealing to neutral fact and endeavoring to bring the non-Christian around. I, I would hope that Morris is right, but I think there is likelihood that Schaefer, not being trained in philosophy, had really not worked this whole thing through. He tried very hard to maintain both of these views without realizing the difficulty uh, entailed in doing so. Then we have Arthur Holmes, Arthur Holmes of Wheaton, uh, in his work Contours of a Worldview, Erdman's 1983. Uh, what Holmes tries to do is to distinguish various kinds of facts. He says, 
the natural sciences are less affected by sin than sociology, and sociology than literature, or ethics, or theology itself. In these terms, knowledge of many things remains viable for humankind in general. That is to say, he's arguing that there is a considerable area of more or less neutral fact, but there is shading that runs from those facts that have the least uh, effect upon the uh, fallen human being, let us say, uh, to those that have a tremendous effect. And as one reaches the point of maximum theological fact, it becomes impossible for the non-Christian to treat these facts uh, in any kind of uh, neutral fashion. Now, of course, the difficulty with this sort of thing is uh, that <laughs> last we heard the very center of Christian faith is incarnation. That is to say, God becomes man, uh, theology becomes history, and at the points where the two converge,